Hey, this is Meet Mortensen. Conversations with team members building their careers with us. We're talking to the people who are innovating our industry, who are improving the built world. And that's from the field to the office. These conversations are geared towards giving you an inside look into how the people of Mortensen approach a problem, how they think about the type of work that they do, the nitty gritty of their roles. We're talking about what motivates them and how we accomplish things. We want to give you as much detail into our culture and what it's like to work here as we possibly can. It's also fun to showcase all these incredible people that we have working here at Mortensen. So let's get into it. Enjoy the conversation. Why do we need in solar an electrical project manager? What is different about the electrical project manager compared to that project manager and the electrical superintendent? We have three different main categories. Um, uh, one would be the mechanical, the second would be civil, and then the third would be electrical. Um, usually solar projects are divided in this, uh, in this terms. And the reason there is literally a electrical manager is because the scope of electrical is pretty, pretty extensive on the project. Um, kind of just, just, just a very simple example. If you pick up a drawing for, uh, let's say, Project X. I'm working on Maiden Creek Project. So let's say Maiden Creek Project. If you pick up the drawing set for Maiden Creek Project, the civil set consists of 35 pages. The structural set or mechanical set consists of eight pages. The electrical set consists of 167 pages. So what I'm trying to get to is that it's extremely intensive on detailing for, uh, for a project electrically. There's so much small bits and pieces that are happening on the project that a manager really needs to manage all of that, all of that. And just, and like you touched on it, you, um, uh, the, the forecasting, the labor forecast, the, um, uh, budgeting, uh, materials, manpower, equipment, um, and then, you know, obviously the schedule and, and stuff that rolls into that bucket. So what the project manager does is he takes care of the civil and the mechanical side of it. That becomes one bundle, kind of a bundle scope for the project manager to, uh, to work with. And then the electrical manager works strictly on the electrical portion of the project. So now, does that project manager, how involved do they, do they get with your electrical piece? Because they have to be a little bit involved in that electrical to know what is going on with the budget and the forecasting, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, for the overall project's financial, mm -hmm. right, yep. the project manager is responsible for the financial mm -hmm piece of the overall project the his super his or her super uh supervision in the electrical or involvement in the electrical is a very high level mm -hmm. uh when i say high level it's let's say let's say it's ten thousand feet uh le high level where he or she will come and ask me hey look this is these are the questions that are going to come up what is the answer for this and 
since I have already known the uh, questions answers related to electrical, I give him the debrief and he can take that and run, uh, run with those answers or those financial decisions. Do you have like a, an example of the type of conversation that would go back and forth on that would paint that, that relationship that's more like yeah. a real life one? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, talking, let's take, let's talk financials. Yeah. On, on the financials, you have to project, uh, what we do, what we do is PFPs, right? We mm-hmm. do PFPs so that we track the financial of a project every month. And then we send the PFPs out to, uh, the group leadership and the senior leadership for them to know at the end of this project, whether we're going to make money or whether we are going to lose money. Right. Um, in that aspect, Project manager takes the entirety of the role for the civil and mechanical and other tasks. And when he, when it's, uh, when it's time to input the numbers for the electrical, I'll sit down with them and I'll say, okay, um, task number A, uh, we have this many people, we are projecting these many weeks. And at the end of, at the end of this week, this is where we are going to be at. Right. So I have those answers because I already know what the manpower is going to be, what the schedule is going to be, what the material looks like. Um, The other portion is subcontractors and material procurement. Um, So for for electrical managers, we are writing on an average about 10 to 12 subcontracts or uh, or materials contract to procure material for site. Uh, Most of them are written by an electrical manager because that's there is so many pieces that we need to procure uh, from a subcontractor. So I end up writing those contracts. I know ins and out of those contracts and I know the value of that contract. So I can give that particular value at the end of the day to the project manager and he can say, okay, uh, depending on the you know previous, uh, previous forecasting, we can think that this is where we'll end up. So that's the financial piece that I uh, develop with the project manager. Hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you work with the electrical soup. Okay. So in, in the org chart, right, in the org chart, there's the PM that's, you know, on top of the food chain, yep. uh, followed by the electrical manager, followed by the entire team. Now, under electrical manager, there's an electrical superintendent, there's an electrical system superintendent, and then there is... Uh, uh, electrical engineer one, electrical engineer two, depending on the project that you're on. So the electrical superintendent works directly with the project manager, uh, meaning uh, the project manager will set out goals, uh, schedules. Let's say task uh, A is going to take eight weeks. Okay, uh, we, know, we know that this task is going to start on December the 1st and end on January the 30th. So that's eight weeks, right? Um, so you need to be, what, what the superintendent is responsible for is to get the equipment, the tools, the material, and uh, basically more than likely, the most important part piece is the, uh, the manpower. Now, it can be a underground task, uh, like how we put cables in the ground, or it can be an above ground task. And all of those tasks, have different needs. For example, underground tasks, we need operators. For above ground, above ground tasks, we need electricians. So the category then falls down on the superintendent to go to the hiring managers, 
and let them know, hey, this is what we are looking for. And this is what we need in this particular time frame. And that's what the superintendent's main job is to be out in the field and make sure that the field runs smoothly. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the design piece of it because the electrical design. So tell me about you're supporting that electrical design on site. So tell us a little bit about that and what does that consist of and how does that differ from the electrical superintendent and what they may be doing? So on, a, uh, on an ideal project, um, the design work happens in pre-construction, mm-hmm. right? right? There's the pre-construction and then, then, we, then the team mobilizes on site to do construction. In an ideal project, the project manager, uh, the superintendent, the electrical project manager, and the superintendents, they need to be part of the design phase so that they can input uh, what's going to happen in the construction phase. So during the design phase, um, the electrical manager and the electrical superintendent basically look at the prints, the preliminary prints. We sit down with the customer. We have a a conversation whether this is going to work, this is not going to work. This is the electrical uh, definition or scope of work. Uh, We can change routing of the cables. We can do uh, change the particular type of material that's ordered. We can put in an RFI, things of that nature gets captured in the pre-construction phase. Mm -hmm. So let's say that pre-construction phase is three months period. In that three months, you're capturing all of the design requirements and then once it's handed over to the actual team who's going to be constructing, basically the electrical manager and the electrical superintendent, now they have the basis that they worked they, they worked in three the past three months that they worked on on that design to execute that in the in the field. Now, when you get to the field, there are minor field modifications that we do. That's I wouldn't call it design. We we call it field modifications, right? Uh, red lines or R5s. And we make those field modifications as situations arise. And that's how like the entire design phase is captured between, you know, the electrical manager and the, and the electrical superintendent. So it's basically like hand-in-hand work mm. uh, for the design. You know, the most important thing during design is, is doing takeoffs. And I mean takeoffs, you need to know how many nuts, how many bolts, how many screws, how much cable, how much ground wire you're going to need to finish the entire project. It's not going to be like, okay, I'm going to order this for this month and then I'm going to do another order, right? So in design phase, the major focus is takeoffs and getting the material. And that's done with the help of the superintendent. So in design phase, then, really that electrical soup and electrical manager are really working together hand in hand. Correct, that's a, yes. That's there, a team. Yeah, that's, that's straight up a teamwork, team effort, because uh, an electrical manager, uh, although he has a lot of knowledge about the field, the field superintendent actually can go down into the granularity and say, no, this nut is not going to work. We need to have hex nuts. We need to have you know, graded nuts, whatever the case is, right? Mm-hmm. That's that piece, that relationship that ties the manager and the uh, superintendent together in the design phase. Okay. The electrical manager, what's different 
between the electrical manager and the electrical superintendent, and then give us an example of that, of what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when the superintendent, let's let's say we do a pool plan, right? We, yep. we usually do a pool plan um, beginning of the project prior to anything starts. We, we come in and we say, let's line out the entire project uh, from the from the end and let's work from the back end towards the front end and establish dates that we can work on. Once these dates are established, we then go after tools uh, and material and manpower, right? Uh, and this is a conjunction between the electrical manager and uh, the superintendent. So the superintendent takes the manpower and tools and the electrical manager will take the material portion and work with the suppliers and do phone calls, phone meetings, XYZ on the material side. And then the superintendent takes the, the manpower needs and the, uh, and, the, um, and the tools and equipment. And he tries to be on calls with those, those guys, right? So it's kind of a clear segregation where these two people work together. When let's say now we are ready for task A to start. Um, we know that this is the date that we need to start. Uh, this is the clear direction given by the project manager to the superintendent that this is the start date and the finish date. And then every day we focus, we, we, we sit down and we say, how much did we finish today? Did we finish uh, of what we were discussing this morning in pod or we couldn't do it? And if we didn't do it, why didn't we do it? Was it manpower? Was it equipment? Was it weather? Was it uh, a failure to comply with the plan? It could be so many different reasons, right? And then we sit down and discuss and try to find the, the most efficient way to come out with for doing that particular task. So that's the that's the, the conjunction where the project manager also comes into play is, let's say the superintendent comes in and says, hey, you know what, I need 10 drills. The project manager should say, why do you need 10 drills? You only have five people working there, right? Uh, so that's the, the mind uh, working with, the, with knowing the dollar amount versus the, the guys out in the field just thinking about, uh, I just need to get this built. So the conjunction is, you know, we need to think about getting it built in an efficient manner so that we can make money out of all of this. So... When you're doing the installation, the electrical installation, what is probably, what seems to be the, the biggest obstacle for you right in solar and for, as the electrical manager? Um, the biggest problem is always writing contracts. When I, when I say it's not a problem, uh, but when you have to procure high lead item, high long lead item uh, material. For example, inverters. Mm -hmm. uh, we have inverters on site mm -hmm. and inverters are 20 to 24 week lead time items. Now, if you don't have your contract put in place and signed 20 to 24 weeks in prior, you're already going to be behind right from the get-go. And this happens in pre-construction, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, the, the biggest challenge is to identify the uh, long lead items and start writing those contracts in place with the supplier and then keep track of all of that, uh, all of those every week. So what we do is we do supplier meetings. We do supplier meetings weekly 
And on a weekly basis, we say, all right, where are you guys standing at? What is the optical? Uh, what's How is the quality looking? What are the problems that you have faced? Now, especially this year, the supplier meetings have always gone into some form of, hey, we are looking at a COVID delay, mm-hmm. right? So if there's a COVID delay, what's the delay? Okay, uh, the supplier comes back and says, we think we can make the project uh, finish with a two-week delay. All right, now I need to relay that information to uh, my superintendent so that we can make appropriate plans for the people who we decided to be on that particular task. Because we can't just say, okay, well, there's a two-week delay, but we still have the material and the manpower and the equipment all here. Um, and it's just going to be inefficient at that point, right? We, uh, we, we have, so we have to make modifications to our plan to, to either direct the manpower to a different task or hold off manpower if we were hiring them uh, to start this task. So when you are seeing electrical engineers out in the field and they're coming in new um, from college and you're mentoring, coaching them, some will end up being electrical soups, some will be electrical managers. What do you think it takes to be that electrical manager? What have you seen um, so far? Because you became that electrical manager. That's correct. Yeah. What really needs to, for the, for the young uh, folks that join our team fresh from college or fresh from another company, whatever the case is, the most important part, Bobby, uh, as an electrical engineer, is to know the processes that we are going to implement. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, every single step, every single step needs to be known. If you know every single step, that helps you to go up in your career and understand how it's going to affect money-wise, dollar-wise, what's going to do if you change this step, if you treat this step in a positive or a negative way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So understanding of steps is very important for an electrical engineer. What we do on site, we have two uh, here on Maiden Creek, we have two electrical engineers. What I've done is we do uh, DORs, basically division of responsibility, right? There is uh, on electrical, I'm just going to throw out a number. There's 23 tasks, major tasks, right? Not not counting miscellaneous tasks. There's, let's just say there's 23 of them. Now, one engineer cannot do <clears throat> 23 tasks, right? So we do a DOR, a division of responsibility on site. Uh, and we team them up with uh, their particular superintendents on which superintendent is going to be uh, running that particular activity. And then the engineer takes care of the, the quality process, making sure all of the SWIs are in place, the uh, uh, standard work instructions, uh, you know, taking care of the preparatory meetings, making sure that the Q, QA, QC personnel knows what to look for. And then at the end of that process, they physically going out there and QAing the entire product that they put in, right? So when you go through this entire exercise, uh, at the end of that exercise, an individual will know whether I want to become a field superintendent or whether I want to manage the money and know where everything, how things fall in place. So 
Uh, I have seen both sides. I have seen uh, young engineers go towards the field side because there are really good, talented folks that come to our project and be like, oh, man, I really love the field side. And they're good with people, obviously. Uh, and the other side is I've seen people who go towards the uh, project management side, which, which basically I did, uh, where you basically are bound with the money, the dollar amount, right? You're, you're, you're a manager, so you're managing the dollar amount with all of these other uh, components that are moving. So you're, you're managing the money, which is so important, and you have to know where every dollar is going. But you're also, how did you learn, you're also learning to manage the, the customer, the client. So, Correct. Yes. so tell, tell us about that, because that's also really important. Absolutely. So on a project site, uh, in terms of project leadership, uh, the project manager and the electrical manager and the superintendents are basically the liaison between the customer and Mortensen, mm-hmm. right? The field field side. So, and then the electrical engineers and the field engineers and the other support staff, the assistant superintendents, the GF and the foreman, they all operate at the field side. So it is extremely important for, for a project manager to be first know all the processes, right? If a customer comes with a question, you really need to be knowing your process to give them a correct answer, right? And then you need to be communicating that on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on what's happening with the site. How are we looking on schedule? Are we falling behind? Uh, If we are falling behind, what is the plan? What is plan A? What is plan B? What is plan C? You probably need to have plan Z, uh, if that comes to it, because you really need to finish that task, right? You have to finish this project in a certain time. So it's it's basically maintaining the customer relationship, uh, and which also means we are on calls. Like myself, I was actually on a call this this morning uh, on a call that is very specific to electrical, which is grounding study, right? Uh, the, the, here's another difference between project manager and electrical manager. The electrical manager has more knowledge about grounding on the project because his or her uh, field of study was that, right? So I got called into that that meeting. I had my input and I gave that input. Now I take all of that information. I basically make a summary of that, uh, of that entire one hour meeting. And I tell it to the project manager, hey, look, this is what's happened. This is the plan. And this is how we are going to attack this. And that's about it, right? That's about it that he really needs to know. So those are the things that we do on site. We have like these meetings with the customer and we talk with them. We tell them, hey, look, this is the problem that we are facing. We come to a middle ground. Sometimes the customer is very like they they need to have this. Sometimes they say like, okay, you know what? We'll make that exception. That comes with experience. Um, uh, when you, you have dealt with issues and problems in previous sites, uh, you can basically lean out the processes and uh, give customers, sometimes the customer doesn't know, right? So when we, they, m- most of the time, customers looking at Mortensen as the expert in building solar farms, for me at least, mm-hmm. right? For us. So they do come back to us with questions. They say, hey, you know what? We've never done this. What do you guys think? 
And then we internally discuss and say, all right, you know what? We've done this on this project. We've done this on this project. And this is this, these are the results. And then we take back and give back to the customer. So the customer is in turn trusting us to do that job, no matter what the circumstances. So there's a lot of like a customer relationship and building on site that, that, you know, that never gets mentioned in any of this. So with the grounding, why tell us why you're stronger in that area than the electrical soup. I'm just curious. Why it is important is because I have particularly taken classes in uh, electrical power theory and transient uh, transient energy and grounding. And I have, when, when the technical peoples do start talking about it, I do have the basis, the knowledge that I gained in college to at least understand the concept. If not, if, if I can't uh, input, my, uh, input my opinion in it, at least understand the concept, right? Yep. Uh, electrical theory does get muddy at some point, right? There's, there's just so much to learn. And I'm pretty sure there's other, other, uh, um, uh, how do you call it? Other divisions have the same thing, but, uh, when you talk about a power plant, it is so important for people to know the ins and outs of it, because once you have energized a power plant, you are now playing with people's lives, Mm -hmm. right? It is so important for a person to know what the electrical energy flows, what direction is it going to flow? Is it positive voltage? Is it negative voltage? Is it, uh, how many amperes is it? Uh, Do you open this cabinet when it's, uh, when it's energized? No, you don't, you know, things like that, right? There's so many things that a person uh, doesn't think of. And when we talk about these on these calls, uh, that's when we pass along this information uh, on site. And, you know, after we energize anything, we, we have this uh, uh, QEWs, basically. We call them QEWs, which stands for Qualified Electrical Workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be about 8 to 10 people, only 8 to 10 people that can actually go and do energized work because it is that, it is that critical. Uh, those discussions happen. Uh, very, very uh, specifically with the electrical engineer, the electrical manager, and the electrical superintendents. That way they understand the process and they're putting the right people in the right spot. Anything else you would add, Jeswin, that would that maybe we haven't asked? Yeah, I mean, I, there are other parts, uh, Bobby and Justin, there are other parts in this project that I definitely did not mention, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when I say other parts... Uh, and a, a solar field cannot be turned on without a substation. Um, so an electrical manager is also responsible for working with the subcontractor, uh, whether it's Mortensen HVT team, whether it's a subcontractor team, to make sure that that piece is also on schedule. The electrical team also works with other subcontractors on site. For example, here at Maiden Creek, we have a, a directional boring subcontractor on site. And basically, they're putting pipe under uh, a creek. We have a creek on site. Maiden Creek flows through Maiden Creek project site, right? So to, to cross over from, from you know circuit three to circuit four, whatever the case is, we have to make sure that we put things in, in place, Right. Uh, so we manage a lot of other subcontractors as well. We have 
fencing contractor. We have a crane contractor that comes in and lifts the crane and puts uh, puts them in place. We have third-party testing contractors. Mm -hmm. We have a drone that comes in and flies and takes thermal images. So all of these smaller parts and pieces that are never explained in a in a um, uh, interview process are also part of the electrical manager's duties. People just don't yes. realize there's so, so much. much work to be done in turning out on power plants. Yes. All of these, Bobby and Justin, both, we have to write subcontracts. It's Over a process that. to write the subcontracts. Yes. You know, you have to be... You have to know. So part of part of electrical manager's job title is also writing subcontracts yeah. to them, you know, getting in negotiation phases with these subcontractors, pricing, mm-hmm. schedule, material, you name it, right? Yeah. Uh, all that becomes just a big process, big part of, a, of an electrical manager's uh, job title. So to, to, to kind of summarize, mm-hmm. the electrical superintendent making sure everything in the solar plant is built per the specs, per the uh, request of the owner. Uh, and the electrical manager's duty is to make sure that the electrical superintendent gets the proper information at the right time so that he can make the right decisions. So it's a, it's a collaborative effort between the two uh, positions. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jasmine. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, right. Jasmine. Bye. Okay. Yeah, Bye-bye. That's it. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please reach out to us if you have any questions, but we really hope you enjoyed this episode of Meet Mortensen. Have a great day. Thank you.